This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The Alabama Department of Labor is reporting that the unemployment rate for the month of July in the state has now dropped down to 2.1%. June, it came in at 2.2%. This means there are 48,000 unemployed Alabamians who are still searching for a job. The county coming in with the lowest unemployment rate is Shelby County at 1.7%, and the county with the highest rate is Wilcox County at 6.7%. The labor participation remains the same from July of last year, which is that there are 77% of Alabamians between the ages of 25 and 54 who are contributing to the state's labor force. Despite a lawsuit to stop the process, the Alabama Department of Public Health has now passed regulations on how birthing centers will operate here in the state. The rules would require a birthing center to gain hospital licensure and be located within 30 minutes of a hospital. The advocates for birthing centers in Alabama and other states are opposed to these new regulations, calling it cost prohibitive and restrictive for those who do not want to give birth in a hospital, but also do not want to do a home birth. Representatives from the Alabama Board of Midwifery, the American Association of Birth Centers, and the American College of Nurse Midwives are criticizing the ADPH for not consulting them at any point while these rules were developed. When it comes to the director of the ADPH, State Health Officer Dr. Scott Harris was given a 7% raise recently by the State Board of Health. This brings his total yearly salary to over $328,000 a year. Starting in October of 2024, it's up from $307,000. The position that Harris holds has been the subject of much criticism since covid since that position is not filled by the governor's choice, as is done in other state agencies, but the position is filled by the Medical Association of Alabama, which is a dues-paying organization with its own set of lobbyists. Harris can only be fired by that board rather than the governor. Last year in the legislative session, state lawmaker Sam Gavan presented a bill that would have changed the way in which the state health officer position is filled, allowing for the governor to choose instead of the medical association. Gavan plans to reintroduce that bill in the 2024 legislative session. The treasurer for the state of Alabama is seeking further legal advice when it comes to a loan program for educational institutions here in the state. Treasurer Young Boozer is asking for the state attorney general's office to weigh in on the constitutionality of the program, which is called the Distressed Institutions of Higher Education Revolving Loan Program. That legislation was passed earlier this year by the Alabama legislature. The loan program places a cap of $30 million to be used from the Education Trust Fund to help these institutions. Boozer says the loan program has already been developed in the area of procedures and applications, and they're now waiting for the AG's opinion before they make anything public on the treasurer's website. One of the requirements within this loan program is that an educational institute in Alabama must have operated for 50 years or more in order to qualify for any type type of financial loan. A member of the MS-13 international gang that's based out of El Salvador was captured in the town of Chelsea, Alabama, just a few weeks ago. 29-year-old Juan Carlos Portillo has been listed on the 100 most wanted in the country of El Salvador. A warrant for his arrest was issued back in 2014. Portillo has already been deported from the U.S. once, which happened last year. He's wanted in El Salvador for murder, aggravated kidnapping, attempted murder, extortion, and being part of a terrorist organization. Portillo is currently in ICE custody awaiting his deportation back to El Salvador. 
Wreckage was found in Lake Huron off the coast of Michigan that belongs to a World War II fighter plane linked to the Alabama Tuskegee Airmen. Divers have been in the water for weeks in the area of Lake Huron called Michigan's Thumb. The divers have been searching for a plane that was known to have been ditched by a Tuskegee Airman who was doing training exercise northeast of Detroit. So far, the divers have found a propeller belonging to the plane, as well as the 1,200-pound engine. All of the parts will be pulled and ultimately displayed at the Tuskegee Airman National Historical Museum, which is located in Detroit. The nation's first all-black air fighter squadron started out in Alabama. Then Tuskegee Airmen would advance to Michigan for further training during the war. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. National news. An appeals court for the D.C. Circuit has given a victory to free speech in a case that involves the Frederick Douglass Foundation versus the District of Columbia. The judge reversed a lower court's dismissal of that case in which pro-life protesters say that they were treated differently by city officials and law enforcement compared to the way that Black Lives Matter protesters were treated. This all happened back in 2020 when the BLM protesters were allowed to rally in the downtown streets without a permit, as well as spray paint the sidewalks and the sides of stores with paint and not be arrested for vandalism. Pro-life advocates were hauled into jail for standing in front of the D.C. Planned Parenthood facility or for using chalk, which is not permanent, to write on the public sidewalk. The judge wrote that the First Amendment prohibits government discrimination on the basis of political viewpoint and to permit one side to have a monopoly in expressing its views is the antithesis, constitutional freedom. And when it comes to judges in Washington, D.C., Florida Congressman Matt Gates plans to offer a resolution into the U.S. House that condemns one of the judges. It's the judge who is presiding over the case against Donald Trump that has been brought by special counsel Jack Smith. Gates contends that U.S. District Court Judge Tanya Chutkin has an open bias and partisanship that is clearly being reflected in the ways in which she's conducting the court proceedings against Trump. In the resolution, Gates is calling on the House Judiciary Committee to investigate Chutkin, especially the extreme sentencing that the judge has issued against January 6th defendants who were not violent at the Capitol protest. Gates says that Chutkin has openly supported the Black Lives Matters riots of 2020, revealing her complete disregard for impartiality and rule of law. Chutkin was nominated to the bench by President Barack Obama. This week, those within the Republican primary campaign will be debating each other over who should be the next presidential candidate to go up against the Democrat candidate in 2024. Donald Trump is not planning to take part in this debate due to his massive lead in the polls over all other candidates, whether it's Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, Mike Pence, Chris Christie, or Nikki Haley. Instead, Trump will be sitting down for a one-on-one interview with Tucker Carlson that will be aired on Twitter at the very same time as the Milwaukee-Wisconsin debate. That all happens this coming Wednesday night. The death toll is unofficially at 500 and likely to rise even more when it comes to the fires that broke out in Maui, Hawaii, in the historical community of Lahaina. Local residents are talking to social media when they can to reveal what is truly happening on the ground, which is often contrary to what the mainstream media is reporting. Professional surfer Kai Lenny is from Maui, and he spoke with a CBS reporter where he was the first to bring up the fact that response teams and federal agencies are not present and on the ground as is being portrayed. As soon as you go to the west side, all of a sudden you're like, wow, why do I feel like I'm in a third world country right now? You could go to any one of those hubs on the west side of the island and you can ask everyone there and they'll be like, oh, we haven't seen anyone. No one came to talk to us. No one's come to assist. I wonder if the state, county, they believe we're doing such a good job. They don't need to step in. 
but a lot of these volunteers have been going all day, all night for five, six days now yeah. and are exhausted and are waiting for a handoff or at least a break. The Hawaiian people, the locals that have lived here, they just always feel like they're the last to be thought of. And they're like the foundation of it. And more information is coming out about state officials who were not qualified for their jobs. EMA Director Herman Andaya has stepped down from his position after backlash from the handling of the Maui fires. Andaya chose not to use the 400 sirens that are on the island for alerting residents of the fire. Do you regret not sounding the sirens? I do not. The sirens, as I mentioned earlier, is used primarily for tsunamis. Had we sounded the siren that night, we were afraid that people would have gone Malka. And if that was the case, then they would have gone into the fire. Further digging into Mandaya has revealed that he had no prior training for the handling of a disaster response. Mandaya was selected for the position in 2017 after first serving as the chief of staff for the Maui mayor. Apparently there were 40 other qualified candidates seeking the job, as revealed by Maui Now Media. Meanwhile, Deputy Director of the Hawaii Water Resource Management, Kaleo Manuel, has been suddenly transferred from his position within the Department of Land and Natural Resources. This all comes after the West Maui Land Company accused Manuel of not releasing more water to the area reserves where the wildfires were hitting. This didn't come until five hours after the request for more water was made. Just last year, Manuel spoke at the University of Hawaii calling water a sacred god and that true conversation about sharing water Water requires equity and coexistence. Manuel also worked for the Obama Foundation in Hawaii before he took this latest position, and during that time, he says he considers water an important tool for social justice. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You don't want to miss out on the 1819 News podcast as host Brian Dawson has a very raw and real conversation with a Mobile police officer about the subculture of violence going on with young black men in the city and across the U.S. John Young is calling for a restoration of the traditional family unit within black communities. Without men in the homes leading families, we will have more out-of-birth wedlocks. We will have more robberies. We will have more homicides. And since 80% of black children are born premarital or outside of wedlock, that's why we see the disproportionate rates of violence, dropout rates, abuse rates. Black women are four times more likely to be victims of domestic violence at the hands of a black man than a white woman at the hands of a black man. And I'm here to say that um, I now give white Alabamians, you are relieved of any responsibility of racism if you join and stand up and say, Black men stop killing each other. You can listen to the rest of that podcast by going to 1819news.com and looking under the podcast tab. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 